Well, good morning. I'm so glad that we get to spend some time together today. You know, one of the things that has changed so much in my lifetime is phones. So I grew up in the era of the wall phone, especially the one with the long coil. I used to love to play with that coil. And it was my dream. It was my fantasy to have my own phone in my room. And there were two phones in particular that I really wanted. The lip phone or the coveted see-through phone. Yes, I know. Spoiler, I did not get either phone, but I actually remember when my parents got a cordless phone and I thought we were on the cutting edge of technology. It had the long antenna that you like pulled up and pushed down. I remember like walking around the house being like, there's no cord, there's no cord. It's just amazing what, what we came up with. And you know, there's a lot of stuff that's actually changed about phones. You know, we used to have to memorize each other's numbers, and you would totally have your own number memorized, and then like your best friend's numbers memorized. And that's, of course, totally changed. I have a 13-year-old, and we got him a cell phone, and I have no idea what his number is. It's just in my phone as Ty's phone. you also don't, you never knew who was calling you, right? Like nowadays you look at your phone and like, do you ever like fake surprise? Like, oh, oh, hello. Oh, I mean, you know who's calling you. It's on your phone. Uh, but back in the day, only rich people had caller ID, okay? And we were not rich, so we did not have caller ID. So my parents trained us to answer the phone, hello, layman's, and then you waited for the person to identify themselves. And what's crazy is you often recognize the person's voice before they even said their name. Did you know they've done research on this? And the human brain and the ear works together to help us recognize voices with not even seeing the person. It's insane. We were built and designed by God to recognize voices of one another, but I also believe being able to recognize God's voice. In fact, Jesus says this in John chapter 10. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. You see, God has given us ears to hear and hearts to follow him. Our God is a speaking God. And yet when we talk about this topic, oftentimes I talk to a lot of people who are confused. They're discouraged You know, it's hard to hear God's voice, and then it's even harder sometimes to follow what he tells you to do. And that's why last week we launched into our brand new message series, God's Voice, Ears to Hear, Hearts to Follow, where we began unpacking the incredible truth that our God is a speaking God. And we were encouraged to choose to listen to God's voice. We have a choice in his voice. And we were encouraged to open our ears, and then follow in faith with what God tells us. Well, today I'm going to continue that series, and I'm going to be talking about two very important, very foundational things when it comes to both recognizing God's voice and then responding. And those, are, those two things are the Spirit and the Scriptures. And so I'm going to pray, and I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher today to give us ears to hear. And so we just say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here today to be the teacher And right now, Father, we give you this time, I give you my words, and I pray that what you want to come forth would come forth. In Jesus' name, amen. I find this really interesting. You know, when we think about uh, talking to God through prayer, we don't think that's weird at all. We're often encouraging people, you know, talk to God, tell him what you need, thank him for all he's done. That's seen as a very common practice in the Christian faith. And yet, on the other hand, Many of us don't expect God to talk back. 
we think it's almost crazy. Like, would God actually talk back to me? Would he actually have stuff to say? And the truth is, yes. We believe that our Father is a speaking Father. Now, there's a lot of feelings when it comes to talking about God's voice, and that honestly, I believe, is tied to the fact that many of us have varied experiences. Some of us, as you think about this topic, you're like, yes, I can't wait. I love learning stuff like this. I, I, you know, I can't wait. It's, it's exciting and exhilarating. And other people, honestly, it makes you feel a little insecure. It makes you feel unsure. Like, I'm just not, oh, I don't know, like, and I don't really want people to know that I don't really do this or understand this. And that's because each of us has varied experience. And I just wanna say, wherever you're at in your journey of hearing God's voice, you are welcome to explore and to grow in this season together. Have you ever really like wanted to sit down with a cup of coffee and just sit down with God and ask him questions, get his wisdom, hear his voice just face to face? I know that I have. Or maybe you're facing like a tough decision and you're like, gosh, I really just wish I could hear God. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, our life, it's full of problems and challenges, joys, family, job, all of these different areas. And the reality is this, we need to be able to hear God. We need to be able to hear what he wants to say to us, how he wants to help us and train us and correct us. And that's why it's really important that we learn to both recognize and then respond to God's voice. Now, let's take a moment and just talk about God. We have one God in three persons. That's called the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. They are co-equal and co-eternal. And this is a really challenging concept for a lot of us. It's a theological concept. And I think it's particularly difficult because we don't really have anything that is like the Trinity in the world. In fact, theologians for many years have tried to come up with analogies and metaphors. And many of these honestly fall short because this idea is divine. And so we need a supernatural understanding of the Trinity. You know, one illustration that I like that they say it was actually first given by St. Patrick, when he was in ancient Ireland evangelizing to the Irish, he said uh, he used the common clover plant, the shamrock, which has three leaves on one stem. And he said this, we have one God in three people, just like this shamrock, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so when we say God's voice, this is the good news. God speaks through each of these three persons. And so we can hear or we can read Jesus' words when we read the Bible. We can hear the Holy Spirit as he speaks through the gifts and in other ways. The Father communicates as he wills. And so as we're talking about God's voice, we wanted to be clear that actually God's voice can come through any of the persons of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But today we're gonna zero in specifically on the Spirit because his role is incredibly crucial and vital in our journey of both recognizing and responding to God. I'm gonna say something that's kind of bold. The Holy Spirit is actually the number one gift that we have to recognizing God's voice. And we're gonna talk about a lot of different things during this series, but the Holy Spirit is so crucial. He's so essential to both recognizing and responding to having ears to hear and hearts that follow. It's so important that we take time to establish who he is. Now, the enemy is not stupid. He knows that the Holy Spirit is so important. And so what does he do? He brings a lot of confusion around the person of the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit is often misunderstood, misunderstood. And so we want to take a little bit of time and dive into Scripture to see who the Holy Spirit is and what are some of the jobs he has, especially when it comes to hearing God's voice. And so I'm going to take us to John 14 today, and we're going to read a little bit. But let me give you a little bit of context. So Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he's beginning to say to them, listen, I'm going to go. It's time for me to leave. And of course, this news goes over like a wet blanket. The disciples are like, wait, what? No, you can't go. I mean, it hasn't been that long, and we're doing all these amazing things. Like, why would you go? Because they didn't understand what Jesus' mission here was on earth. And Jesus is trying to assure them. He's trying to say, listen, something amazing is going to happen when I leave. And I'm going to pick up now in verse 16. This is John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. I'm gonna skip now to verse 26, and this is what Jesus says. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I'm gonna pause there for a moment because we really learned a lot about the Holy Spirit that's important for us. Okay, in this passage, we read twice that the Holy Spirit is our advocate. I love that word. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our supporter. And he has some very important jobs here. The good news is this. He's never going to leave. Unlike Jesus, who was here for a time, he, the Holy Spirit is never going to leave. We are never going to have to do the Christian walk apart from the Holy Spirit. He is here, and he is here to stay. And what are his jobs? Well, what did we read there? In verse six, in verse uh, six, 17, it says, um, in verse six, or yeah, verse 17, he says, he leads us into all truth. Now, this is super important because when we're talking about hearing God's voice, being able to recognize and respond, oftentimes, what's the number one thing people are afraid of? Deception. I, I don't know if this is God or not God. I don't know if I heard right. So the Holy Spirit is so important because he leads us into all truth. And then Jesus says, listen, the Holy Spirit, he's been among you, but soon he's gonna be in you. And this is the reality we live in because we live after Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside you. So you now have live in help. And this is really good news for us because not only does the Holy Spirit help us recognize God's voice, he helps us actually respond because he empowers us to do what God tells us to do. And then the Holy Spirit is also Jesus's representative. It, it doesn't end, right? He's Jesus's representative. He's gonna teach us and he's gonna remind us of everything that we've already learned. I mean, this sounds like an amazing deal. You would have thought that the disciples were like, wow, okay, awesome. No, no, they weren't. No, they weren't convinced. And we know this because in just a couple more chapters, uh, Jesus is talking to them still and he's trying to say to them, like, really, like, the Holy Spirit is gonna be so key. He's gonna be so important. This is John 16, verses 13 to 15. And this is Jesus again saying, when the spirit of truth comes, again, truth, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by 
by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. This is such a beautiful picture of actually how the Trinity works with one another. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit all working together so that we can hear God's voice. What did we learn here? Truth, the Holy Spirit's gonna lead us into truth. And the Holy Spirit is actually going to tell us what he has heard from God. And when he does this, he's actually going to be bringing glory to God through this act. The Holy Spirit is such a helper to us. And yet many of us struggle to receive and use this incredible gift that God has given us. I know. It's like an amazing deal that many of us have not actually fully embraced, fully immersed ourselves in. And I think there's lots of different reasons for that. I think there's lots of different reasons. I think for some of us, we don't know. For others of us, maybe you're at a point in your journey where you're feeling weary. Like, you know, I've tried that before and it didn't work. The Holy Spirit, though, is this incredible gift that helps us to hear God's voice, and then follow with faith. We need the help. Let me tell you a quick story. So when we had our bonus baby, Molly, uh, three years ago now, uh, I was super overwhelmed. We had four kids. We had just stepped into this job. And I told Mike, I need help. And so like a good husband, he listened. And we hired a young woman named Jana. And she helped us. That was actually her entire job. Her entire job was to make my life easier. She watched our kids. She did our laundry. She helped me run kids to places. She made food. She baked treats. She organized pantries. She was amazing. And she helped me every single day in the everyday. It was an incredible season for me. I miss her. We had her for two years. Why do I tell you this? I tell you this because today there is a helper who is available to you, who wants to do everyday life with you, who wants to do the heavy lifting in your life, and he's totally free. I had to pay Jana. This is an amazing deal. This is an amazing deal. And yet many of us don't accept the help of the Spirit in our lives to hear God's voice and then respond, to recognize and to respond to God's voice. And I think today the invitation is that Jesus is inviting us to be filled afresh with his Holy Spirit. And we need this. You know what? The truth is we must be filled and refilled and filled again because we leak. Now, there's a lot of confusion about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's because when we think of being filled with the Holy Spirit, we often think of being either filled or empty, right? That's the two words that you might think. And this has caused a lot of division. It's caused a lot of confusion in the church because it makes it feel like some people have the spirit and some people don't. The truth is this. If you have said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and he lives inside you. And what did John tell us in John 14? He'll never leave. And so if you have said yes to Jesus, the spirit is inside you. But there is this thing about being filled with the Spirit. And so I think we need to think of it in a slightly different way. And I'm going to use this analogy to help us. Some of you have seen this before, but I think it's really powerful and helpful to understand being filled with the Spirit. Okay, this is a snow globe. You've seen snow globes before. You know, usually there's some winter scene inside. Um, This is a cardinal because he is a sign of the Spirit to me. I am a Cubs fan, but... 
I mean, I will give it to the cardinal. He is a sign of the spirit. So, and there's, there's, there's a winter scene and then there's a glass ball and there's water inside and there's little white flakes, okay? And right now, those white flakes, they're settled at the bottom. You can't see them, okay? But when I shake up the globe, what happens? The snow stirs about and falls. And eventually that snow will settle back down at the bottom. And so in this analogy, it's not whether this is empty or full, it's whether it is settled or stirred. And so when we think about being filled with the Spirit, what I want us to consider is that it's not about being full or empty, it's about being settled or stirred. And we do this every single day. We can invite the Holy Spirit to be stirred up. Today, we're actually gonna have an opportunity to uh, laying on of hands where we pray that the Holy Spirit would come and stir up within you. This is an incredible gift that can help us to recognize and then respond to what Jesus wants to say to us. The Spirit wants to help you do every part of every day and the way that we're gonna do that is being stirred with the Spirit. You know, the Spirit, he loves to actually speak to us in so many ways. You know, sometimes he shouts, but it's often a whisper. Has anyone ever else felt like that? You know, it's often like a little thought that pops into your head or an idea that seems to kind of come out of nowhere. One time I was talking to someone and she said, well, I, I think I'm hearing God, but it sounds like my voice. And I said, yeah, what type of voice did you think it was gonna sound like? She was like, I don't know, maybe like a booming voice, but often it's our own voice and it's, it's the Father speaking to us. And he loves to speak to us in lots of unique and personal ways, but one of his favorite ways to speak to us is through his scripture. And I love how both the spirit and the scripture, they're beautifully intertwined with one another. Just the other morning, I was up early and I was feeling really worried about one of our kids. I was feeling anxious and I was, you know, does any other mom have this incredible gift? You can just imagine every worst case scenario. Really, it's just a gift I have. And I was feeling anxious. I was feeling actually a little angry. And I happened to look out my window and I saw my flower pot. And it was beautiful. And it was growing. And immediately my mind went to Matthew 6, where Jesus is talking and he says, look at the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow. How much more would I, do I care for you? Do not worry. And in that moment, I knew that the Spirit was speaking to me through Scripture. This is an incredible gift that God has given us to hear his voice. Now, scripture, biblically speaking, is God's written voice. It was inspired by God and written out by humans. And so I wanna take us to 2 Timothy 3.16, and this is what the Apostle Paul says about scriptures. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I love the visual here, that all scripture is God-breathed. It's God's voice. It's his heart and his thoughts coming out, yes, recorded by humans. But the point of scripture, I love how clear it is here, that that list, it's teaching and rebuking and correcting and training. Training for what? Training for our righteousness. Our righteousness is our new identity. When we say yes to Jesus, we are made a new creation. The old you has died, you have been made new, but guess what? We gotta learn 
how to be new. We gotta learn to walk in our righteous identity. And so part of hearing God's voice is actually growing up so that he can expose the things in our lives that need to be exposed, so that he can cut away the crap and he can actually lead us to where he wants to take us. This is the power of scripture in our lives. And what I love about scripture is that it's used in so many different ways. You know, you could be reading the Bible and God could speak to you straight through the scripture. But scriptures also authenticate when we think we've heard God's voice in a different way, right? How many of you have had a dream or you've had a prophetic word from someone or you've met someone or you've gone through some pain or you're in a situation and you're like, is this God? Well, guess what? The Bible, one of its main jobs is actually to help prove whether or not that was God's voice. So you, you think you've heard, okay, be generous. And you're thinking, I don't know, God, like, I'm not sure if that's you or, you know, I don't know. And you can go to God's word and you can see, oh, he has lots to say about generosity, how generosity begets generosity. Or let's say you're struggling in a relationship with a friend and you're like, that's it. I'm done. One too many times. I'm not forgiving him this time. And then you've wondered, have you heard the voice of God? You can go to the Bible and you can see the incredible, radical forgiveness that we are invited to because we have been forgiven much. See, this is the tool of the, of the Bible. The scriptures actually can help us to recognize and then respond to God's voice. I love when uh, Jesus takes us to a specific passage uh, because we believe the Bible is active and alive. Hebrews uh, 4.12 tells us this. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Such a graphic picture. Has anyone ever had a really bad cut on a joint? I have. I sliced my knuckle on a can and even telling you the story, to this day when I'm opening a can, I, I get the willies. This, 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 this tool is actually supposed to sometimes cut us. Why? To train us in our righteousness for every good thing that God has called us to. And so that means that we actually need to open up the book. You know, for many of us, we struggle. We struggle with the Bible. We've had bad experiences. It's hard to understand. It's, it, it, it can be confusing. You know, for others of us, we love to play what I call Bible roulette. Oh, come on. You guys have totally played Bible. Let me show you. Ooh, no, definitely not. Okay, let's try again. You've totally done this. You're like, I need God's wisdom. I'm just going to hope. And then you're like, okay, wait, not the Old Testament. Not, okay, New Testament, New Testament. You know, we're treating the Bible like it's an advice column instead of a love letter. We're treating the Bible like it's a Lunchable instead of a steak dinner. Like, what is the obsession with Lunchables? I just don't, my, my kids want, I just don't get it. The Bible is not meant to be read like that. It's not meant to be consumed like that. It's so much more delicious and nutritious. This is not a book of rules. This is a book of revelation, of the revelation of a covenantal God who rescues us, who restores us, who makes us new. And yet many of us don't read the scripture. And so I'm going to ask a question, and I don't ask it with condemnation or judgment. I, I, I ask today, are you reading the scripture? 
why is it sometimes the simple questions that kind of hurt the most? And I, I just want to say, I've had seasons where reading the Bible is incredibly hard. But I believe today that if you are hungry to hear God's voice, he wants to speak to you. And this week, you can open up the scripture and he wants to spill out of those pages. This week, I, I want us to read the scripture and I want us to do three things as we're reading the scripture, okay? The very first thing I want us to do before we crack open the book is we're gonna stir up the spirit. We're gonna say, okay, Holy Spirit, you're in me. Give me ears to hear and a heart to follow as I read this text. This is so important. The Holy Spirit's number one job to reveal who Jesus is to us. And so when we have a hard to read passage, when we don't understand what we're reading, the Holy Spirit is right there and he wants to read with us. And so we're gonna stir up the spirit before we read. The second thing we're gonna do is we're gonna read from a place of sonship. What do I mean by this? We are beloved children of our father. He actually wants to have a conversation with us. He actually wants to speak to us. And we want to read the book in a way that leads us to grow in our trust and love for him. Is he sometimes disciplining us through the things we read? Absolutely, but often he's affirming us and, and saturating us in his love because he is a loving father. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstances, he actually wants to read the book with you. He might lead you to Psalm 103. Perhaps you've been diagnosed with an incurable disease and Psalm 103 says, I heal all your diseases. Perhaps you're going through a difficult time. Maybe you're going through a divorce and Jesus wants to take you to Psalm 46 and it says there, you know, I am always ready when you need help. I'm ever present in your trouble. The Spirit wants to read the scriptures with you. So we wanna read from a place of sonship. And then last but not least, we want to put on our sunglasses. We wanna look for that sun language. Now, what do I mean by that? S-O-N that we read the Bible through the finished work of Jesus. What does that mean? We read the Bible through the lens of what Jesus did on the cross and through the resurrection. And admittedly, this takes time, this takes practice, this takes you engaging with the text. I'm gonna give you permission right now. Are you ready? You can write in your Bible. I know. In fact... Get yourself some fun pens. Get yourself some markers. The Spirit wants to speak to you through the living word. He wants to help us recognize and then respond to God's voice in our life. And this, the scriptures are such a beautiful part of that. These are incredible tools that God has given us. And I just wanna to end today by telling you how this gets played out in my own personal life. And what I love about sharing this is that I think it's helpful to hear how God loves to partner with us through his spirit and scriptures. But I want to encourage you that God loves diversity. So your journey with him is gonna be unique. And I don't want you to compare yourself to myself or to other people. Know this, Jesus knows you, he made you, he built you, and he has things he wants to say to you. And so I'm gonna share a little bit of how this looks in my life, and then I want you to think about how this could look in your life. And so I wanna invite the spirit and scriptures to be part of my everyday, and so I'm an early riser, and I have to have coffee in the morning, and it has to just be plain black coffee. I get fancier as the day goes on, but in the morning, I love to sit in a chair 
and I gather some materials, I gather my Bible, and the Bible that I actually use to read every day is the one-year Bible. Now, the one-year Bible is a Bible that has the Old Testament, the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs, and in one year, you can read the entire Bible. When I was 14 years old, I was given this Bible. And so I wanna say to our Rev students and to our young adults, you are never too young to begin listening for God's voice. He wants to help you learn to recognize and respond to his voice, and for 25 years, I have used this Bible. And it's transformed my life. And now I got one with a wide margin and I, I write out, because it's the dates, and I write out joy, and I write out pain, and I put little notes to myself about what's happening in my life, and I use it kind of like a journal, and I love it. Another thing that I'm a big fan of is I'm a big fan of devotionals. And if you're not using a devotional, I just wanna encourage you, devotionals are really powerful. This is my current favorite. It's called I Hear His Whisper, and it's by Brian Simmons, who is the author of The Passion Translation. And what I love about a devotional is it's a thought, and then there's usually a verse, and sometimes that's a verse that you know, we can meditate on for the day. And this week as I was preparing and I was telling the team what I was teaching on, they were like, you know, Julie, it'd be really great if like, you could share something maybe that God spoke to you fresh this week. And I was like, I know. And every morning I keep being like, okay, God, okay, I'm waiting for the, like the, okay. And... Cardinals are really important to me, like I said, and like I'll be waiting, I'll be like waiting for the cardinal to come. Like, okay, he's not here. Okay. Well, wouldn't you know, on Wednesday morning when I woke up and I opened my devotional, this is what I read. And it was what God was speaking to me, but it's also what I believe he's speaking to us today. He knew that we were gonna be talking about this topic. I cannot make this up. And I'll show you if you come up to me. It is June 8th that I read this. Beloved, I am teaching you how to discern my voice. Many seek for an outward sound when what they need is to tap into the reality of my spirit within. My voice doesn't always come in the way you expect it. It often alights upon your thoughts as an idea or image. At times, it is random and spontaneous. It never contradicts my word, but flows in perfect synchronicity with it. It leads you to do the seemingly impossible it flows with compassion, love, and forgiveness. It is wisdom that defies reasoning. It is sometimes outrageous, filled with faith that beckons you to act or to rest. When you pay attention to these gentle nudges that rise within you, miracles have a chance to greet your day. Impossible situations find solutions. Those needing prayer have immediate covering because you sense me asking you to pray. Favor surprises you because you followed the leading of my spirit and ran into that person I needed you to meet. Never dismiss the random thoughts. It is very often, very often is a breakthrough waiting to happen. And then the verse for that day was Luke 8, 18. Pay careful attention to your hearts as you hear my teaching. For to those who have open hearts, even more revelation will be given to them until it overflows. For those who did not listen with open hearts, what little they might have will be taken away. You see, I felt the Spirit speak to me in this moment to say, these are two incredible gifts I have. Give them away. And I wanna encourage us this week to embrace both the Spirit and the Scriptures as we practice hearing God's voice. And so I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna worship. Holy Spirit, we welcome you today as we head into a time of worship. 
And God, I just thank you that you speak. And now I pray for ears to hear you during this time where maybe we've just felt weighed down or bogged down. God, I pray for real freedom. And that's what we ask right now, that your spirit of freedom would rest in this room. It would rest on us, God, that your spirit would move in and among us. It would stir us afresh, God, that scales would fall from our eyes when it comes to the scriptures. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to do what only you can do during this time. In Jesus' name, amen.